0: What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours, and listen, I wanna take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. In the first century BC, there was a devastating drought that hit a particular land, and it really threatened to destroy an entire generation of people. The drought was so severe, people were thirsty. They weren't able to have crops, so food was uh, lacking. There was a great famine in the land because of that drought. And the last Jewish prophets had already died off centuries before Jesus. And during this time, miracles were a distant memory. It was a thing of the past. There was a man, he was very eccentric, you can say, and he was famous for his faith-filled prayers this was a man that was known for his powerful effective prayers and after some time that he realized you know what this is this is becoming too much instead of the man folding his arms and uh and simply taking the back seat he said i'm known to pray and i've known the power of prayer so what do you think he did he prayed The story tells that this man got a six-foot rod and he began to form a circle like a math compass. And the whole town was looking at what this man was doing and he began to just circle around. Finally after he had made some circles he threw the rod he dropped to his knees and he lifted his hands and with the power and authority like the prophet Elijah who called rain and fire from heaven this man proclaimed he cried and he shouted out Lord of the universe I swear before your great name that I will not move from this circle until you have shown mercy upon your children And everyone was just staring at this man, and they could literally feel the vibration and the frequency and the power of his prayer. And all of a sudden, a cloud began to hover around the people, and raindrops began to fall. This man stayed in the circle. He said, my Lord, this is not good enough. I am asking you to fit, to, to fill every cistern, every pit, to drench this, this, this land until it becomes mud, fill this entire land, I know what I have asked you for, begin to rain and more rain began to fall. <laughs> but that wasn't enough. He asked again, he said, oh Lord, I know what I'm praying for. And more rain began to fall and it changed the course of a generation because one man in the midst of drought one man in the midst of lack of miracles he still believed in the power of prayer there is power in prayer someone shout there is power in prayer look at the person beside you and tell them there is power in prayer this man dared to believe, although miracles were a distant thing. The prophets had already died off, but he said, "My God still hears our prayers." Yeah. Prayer is a powerful thing. Pra- I said, "Prayers, a- where's my ten? I need my ten. Where are you at?" Prayer is a powerful thing, and it's something that you should not and can't take lightly. I hope that you catch this in the beginning of creation God created man the first man Adam I began to teach on creation last week how we are spirit beings but as we get a little deeper now I'm gonna go past creation man is already created and now he's in the garden of Eden and the Bible declares that God had given man dominion and authority to tend to the land to be fruitful and to multiply so he was given power he was given dominion he was given authority and the Bible describes how he would commune with God and God would have fellowship with man imagine this perfect world before the fall and this man would commune and talk with God in the cool of the day and in the evening hours It wasn't even a thing that he had to that was forced It was just a natural thing because God created man to have fellowship He created you to worship him He created you to have connection and fellowship with him See here's uh, I just want to throw this out there This wasn't in my notes but you were created to worship So if you're not worshiping God you are worshiping someone or something But that was for free, that one was for free. Let me get back to my point. Man would have fellowship with God. He would walk with God, have conversations with God. As he was tending to the land, he would commune with God, but then sin into the world. And that fellowship, that connection, that, that the lines and the channel of communication was broken. And because the communication was broken, and because sin entered the world through this one man and and, and Eve, then what began to happen is that there needed to be a sacrifice now to atone or to forgive and pardon sins. And the Bible says without blood there can be no remission of sin. That's in the book of Leviticus. So whenever people needed to go before God and ask for forgiveness of sins, in order for them to go, they had to go through a person. They couldn't go on their own. Because God is sovereign because he's holy because he's righteous because there's no one beside him He is the righteous judge then what began to happen that in order to appease the sins of the people there needed to be a sacrifice I'm gonna be teaching a little bit. I'm laying a foundation And you could not go on your own to God you needed to go through somebody so they will have this thing in the book of Leviticus it describes the day of atonement now it's called Yom Kippur but it was a tradition now it's celebrated but back then it was a serious matter because it was the priest all year he would prepare to go before God so that he could atone for the sins of the people this wasn't a light thing this wasn't a small deal. He would for an entire year, because it was once a year, to ask for forgiveness for all the people, and he would go with an animal sacrifice, and he would go into a place. See, see, there was, this, there was the temple, and in the temple there were the outer, ca- the outer gates, there were the inner courts, and then there was the Holy of Holies. I, I, w- I hope that you're taking notes in this place. I hope that you're taking notes in this place. There was the Holy of Holies. No one could enter the Holy of Holies except the priest. The high priest all year he would prepare to present a sacrifice to atone for the for, for the remission and the forgiveness of the people for their sins and when he would prepare the Bible describes in the book of Leviticus that they had to place a rope around the waist of the high priest and they had bells attached on the end of the rope. Why? Because only the high priest could enter the holy of holies. But they had no way of knowing whether God had struck in the priest. Because if the priest wasn't holy, the Lord would strike them down. So no one could enter. So the only way they would know if the if the priest was blameless is the bells would keep ringing. Ding 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 ding. They know he's alive but if the bell stop ringing we all in trouble and he will enter the holy of holies and present a sacrifice would sprinkle blood on top of the Ark of the Covenant the Ark of the Covenant was symbolic of the presence of God the Lord had given specific instructions and to create and to create this Ark and in this Ark it contained the the, the plates with the law of Moses and it was in the and it will also it contained the manna which was symbolic of God's provision in his word and it was on the Ark of the Covenant because in the Ark of the Covenant the presence of the Lord will come down and the glory of God was so strong that's why the priests had to prepare for it because not only was a physic, uh, Not only was it a spiritual thing But it was a physical thing Li- The literal weight of the glory of God Would come in the Holy of Holies And so here this, pre- this priest had to be prepared Would sprinkle blood on top of the Ark of the Covenant, In order for the sins to be forgiven I'm going somewhere with this Now sin entered the world through the first Adam But the Bible tells us That Jesus was the second Adam. Why is this significant? Because when Jesus showed up on the scene, he was prepared. The Bible says before the foundations of the earth, he was prepared to be the spotless, blameless lamb of God who would save the world. So Jesus, see, here's the thing. Because man, ah. I I wish do I have ten that are still with me can I can I go a little deep can I go a little deep because man had been given authority over the land God could not save you and I as a spirit he had to come as a physical body because the Bible says man had authority and dominion over the earth so he had to he couldn't save us as a spirit He had to take on flesh, so Jesus in all his glory stepped down, took on flesh, almighty God stepped down, humbled himself, and took on flesh that is weak, but he took it on so that he could become the spotless, blameless sacrifice that will atone and will become the remission for yours and my sin. Jesus took on flesh and He lived on this earth. He began His ministry at 30 years old and for three years He healed. He delivered people. He set them free. He restored them. He transformed them. And then there came a time where He had to be presented as the sacrifice like in the Old Testament to atone. Why did He have to do that? Because the Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 16 that for God so loved the world. And he gave his only begotten son for those who believe in him that they will not perish but have what everlasting life so as hard as it was there needed to be a sacrifice and Jesus said I'll become the sacrifice to the point that he was praying before he was crucified and he said Lord if this cup if this cup can pass by me what he was using symbolic language he was saying Lord this is bitter for me. I don't want to have to go through this but he said nevertheless not my will be done but your will be done and so Jesus became a sacrifice and he was on the cross he was beaten he was persecuted he was mocked all for you and me why is this significant when it comes to prayer because Jesus shed his blood was beaten persecuted so that you and I wouldn't have to go through people to have access to God I wish I had some people that were grateful for Jesus for the Bible declares That when he cried out on the cross and he screamed and declared, it is finished, what he was saying, what, what he was saying was finished, what he was saying was, no longer do you have to go through a high priest, he said, I am the high priest, now you can go to God on your own. Why is this powerful? Because now we have direct access to God. You and I were not worthy. You and I did not deserve it. You and I were born into a fallen creation, into fallen nature, but by God, by his mercy and his grace, said, I will give you direct access. The Bible says that the veil in the temple was torn into two, from the bottom to the top. When the veil was torn, he was saying the thing that used to separate you is now broken. You can go to him through Jesus. Why is this significant? Because when you come to this place, you can just view this place as just a common gathering. You can just view this place as just a place where you come and you fold your arms and you just spectate what's, what's going to happen or what's happening. But, but, but those that have had an encounter with Jesus, is there anybody that has a testimony? Those that have had an encounter with Jesus, the reason why we open up our mouths, the reason why we lift our hands is because they know that had it not been for Jesus. Ha- Baby, I think I can, we can just close the service. Y'all ready to go home now? I think I'm going to just, do I have anybody that can say thank God for Jesus? When I come to this place, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful that he's given me life. I'm so grateful that I have direct access to God through Jesus Christ. If it were by me, I would not be in this place. If it were by me, I would not be alive. If it were by me, I would have lost my mind a long time ago. (laughs) See, some of y'all, they are still looking at me like, but don't worry. Someone say, don't worry. My Lord will reveal His power. I prophesy over you. If you have not encountered the Lord Jesus, I decree and declare over you that this year, He will reveal His power. He will reveal His mercy. He will reveal His love and His grace over your life. That's why I can't can't contain myself when I come to this place. Because I don't have to put a rope on with a bell on the end of it. Because I don't have to approach him like this figure that's getting ready to strike me down at every moment, but with my broken self. I wish I had a Your Brother Sway, are you receiving this? In the back, are you receiving this? I need some help in the back. With my jacked up self, with my hopeless self, with my happy self, I can come to God. Huh. Hallelujah. Can we take about 15 seconds and open up our mouths to just thank God for His mercy, for His grace, for His love over our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You all may be seated. That's why prayer is so powerful. It's not just something that you you should just overlook. Jesus shed blood so that you could go to God. It's through him by faith. He is now a high priest. And the Bible declares in the book of Hebrews that we have a high priest that can identify with us. We don't have a, a high priest in Jesus as a person who does not understand our weakness. We have a high priest that can identify. Why can he identify? Because he took on flesh. Amen. And he was hungry like we get hungry. He was tired like we get tired. He was, he was, he, he suffered in moments. Was tempted like you and I are tempted. But with all of that was blameless and perfect and we have a high priest now that can identify with our weakness I'm so grateful for Jesus I can't take prayer lightly because I know what it means I want to give you two quick things I hope this is good I think my ten left me I might, I might, <clears throat> I might, need, I might need five in the back Do I, got f- <laughs> I got my five in the back y'all might have to hold me down because my ten I, I they always ask me in the back can you can you hear me I'm I'm even like no I need to hear you louder (laughs) nothing the first thing I want to talk to you about prayer I just want I want to share these two quick things is the location of prayer let's talk about the location of prayer now watch this prayer is not limited to a location watch this devotion is best in the right location prayer is not limited to a specific location but devotion time with God is best in the right location let's look at this Daniel chapter 6 let's read these verses in verse 7 Let's look at the life of Daniel who was a prayer warrior It says the royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days except to you, your majesty shall be thrown in the lion's den Now let's leave this here I just want to give you a quick context Daniel walked blamelessly righteously before the Lord Can I tell you when you really start serving the Lord maybe you had this testimony? It just seems like you got a target on your back When you start seeking and praying it's as if you have a target on your back <clears throat> I don't know if you have this testimony and we'll keep it real uh, uh, Some of you when you were out and just wilding out with your ratchet yourself It just seems like you were living in peace But then, you got saved, gave your life to the Lord, and then you just started to, like what is happening? And uh, I don't want to get too deep into that, that's for a whole nother message, but what's happening is that you're going through refinement and transformation. And transformation is not comfortable. Transformation is something that happens from the inside out, so now you're placed in uncomfortable situations now you're having to deny things and that makes you uncomfortable but that's for a whole nother message let me so what's happening is Daniel lived righteously before the Lord and the people around him for no apparent reason wanted a reason to, to taint his image his reputation his testimony if you will they wanted they wanted to taint it they wanted to harm and damage And conspire against daniel just because he lived righteously before the lord so what began to happen they said look they couldn't find a way to pin him or to or or or, or find some some guilt in him so they said how can we get him they knew he was a prayer warrior so they went to the king listen you know there are people that are worshiping all types of idols and they're not worshiping you 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 should issue an edict because they knew that was the only way they could get him. They told the king, if in the next 30 days someone prays to any other god or human, we're gonna place him in the lion's den. And the king, with his pride and his ego, he said, Absolutely, we're gonna issue this decree. But watch this. Ah oh, good. Now your majesty issued. They, they, were, they were so confident they were gonna get him issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the medes and the persians which cannot be repealed so king darius put the decree in writing now when daniel learned that the decree had been published you're not reading it he went home to his upstairs room opened the windows towards Jerusalem and three times a day he got on his knees and prayed giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. (laughs) Is there anybody in this place that would say this year nobody's going to hold my prayer back no one's going to hold me down come with me. But I will not stop praying. He said, "The Bible says that he he heard about the decree." Oh yeah, let me go to my prayer room. See, there are some people that pull prayer out as the last resort. There are some of us. The first thing we do. Oh yeah, bad news. Let me go to my prayer closet. <laughs> oh, there's an issue. Oh, they're trying to threaten me. Let me go to my father. There's a, there's there might be only like 10 like as soon as you get bad news It's not all of you. I know but just it's like a few of you as soon as you get bad news immediate panic worry Frustration stress, but I want to challenge you instead of your default being panic turn it into prayer Instead of your default being worry turn it into worship he prayed he prayed just as he had done before now what I really want to highlight is that he went to his room right because prayer is not limited to a location but devotion is limited to a specific place in in order for you to have a strong prayer life you need to create an atmosphere of prayer so you need to go into a space in a location I don't care where it is but find yourself a space where you are not distracted find yourself a space that when you look at the walls it's not it's not causing you all types of thoughts and ideas go and find a space where you can commune and talk with God without any noise without any distraction atmosphere is very important when it comes to devotion time and prayer you need to change the place and you need to change your pace because so many of us don't pray because we're we're just fast paced everything is fast we microwave our food we go to an expressway we want everything instant everything immediate everything in the moment but when it comes to prayer baby you have to slow down (laughs) i know it's hard look at the person beside you and tell them slow down slow down look at the other neighbor they look like they need to be the one to slow down slow your rolls tell look at somebody say and just point at them say slow your roll slow your roll slow your roll you need to change your pace, and you need to find a change, a change of place. If in the space you're trying to pray, you get distracted, you get discouraged, you get frustrated, change the place, because when you change the place and the pace, it will give you a change of perspective. So location is very important. Don't go into a place where there's, there's, there's all types of music and movie and this and that in the back. You got to what? Look what the Bible says. Let's go. Is this all right, by the way? Am I helping anybody? Okay. I just want to make sure that. Okay, Look what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6. It says, but when, notice it doesn't say if you pray. The Lord is assuming that you're going to pray. How many say, I received that? It says, but when you pray, go away by yourself shut the door behind you pray to your father in private then your father who sees everything will reward you there's another scripture that says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him but here's the key go find a place your room your prayer closet your bathroom your car it don't matter where it is but make that place your your space and when you and when you enter it shut the door but that's symbolic. The shutting is shut the distractions out. Shut the clutter, the noise that's around you. Here it is, and, and, and somebody just, I just heard it, and this is a prophetic word, put your phone down. I know, I know, They are giving me golf claps on that one, y'all giving me golf claps on that one. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> this thing thank you father in the name of what was I doing oh yeah thank you father for yo this person I haven't seen this person in three months now, now you like pictures what you commenting about oh nah hold on I got I, I, hold on Lord I'm in your house right now, I know, I know, I'm in your house right now, I know. I know some of you are like, how does he know? I'm, I'm, I'm right there in your living room, I'm seeing you. <laughs> you have to have a space. Now watch this, if you have your phone, use it purposefully. Put some worship, you got to create an atmosphere. Atmospheres create expectations and expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Whenever I approach God, I approach Him with expectation because I have the expectation that my God is alive. I have, uh, I have an expectation that my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly far beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine. So, so whenever I approach God, I approach Him and I say, thank you, Lord, that, 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 that this space, I'm creating an atmosphere of expectation. This is now a sanctuary. With my shoes laid out there. But it's a sanctuary. With my books, with my furniture, all around. But this is now, I'm creating a space. Now, a space, a location is absolutely necessary for your devotion. But the timing, can we talk about the time of prayer? Can we talk about the time of prayer? Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 55, verse 17. Psalm 55 verse 17. If there's anybody that we can learn from about prayer and worship, it's the Psalmist David because the Bible described him as a man after God's heart. So if there's anyone I wanna learn about prayer from, is David. If he was a man after God's heart, I'm gonna follow his, his, his lead. And he said, evening and morning and at noon will i pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice what's the time of prayer at all times i know that was super simple but my 10 act like it was deep (laughs) now prayer is also not limited to a specific time but there are some special times that you can pray can we talk about the morning time? So many of us going back to this, wake up, ding, 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 ding. and the first thing we do, you're trying to find it, it's right there. And the first thing you're looking at your schedule, you're looking at your emails, you're thinking about you thinking about the, the work that you left behind the day before, you're thinking about your deadline. Prayer is not limited to a specific time of day but there's something special about when you pray in the morning because it sets the tone for your day. Instead of emails, instead of what's my deadline, instead of this is you're running through everything that you have to do, shut everything out and begin by commanding your day. Thank you, Father, for a brand new day this is the that's why david said this is the day that the lord has made some of us the first thing we did this is the day i got a deadline am i talking to anybody in this place this is the day i got a deadline but there are some of us that begin our day by saying this is the day that the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it i look outside it's raining but the rain ain't gonna stop my praise See, some people, they look at the weather and that dictates whether they pray or praise. (laughs) I'm going to get a headache today. I already feel my, my big toe. It's already aching because of the rain outside. No, no, no. This is the day that the Lord has made. You set the tone for your day because it's in the morning that God wants to give you strategy for the day. Do you know how much headache and heartache you can you can save yourself if you just prayed in the morning? Because the Holy Spirit will whisper you don't talk to that person today The Holy Spirit will say go up to this person the Holy Spirit can down and give you divine wisdom Say do this what you needed to do do it this way before you go into the interview uh, 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 Begin to say this or do it like this See see, I know I know I know y'all gonna get there I know you're gonna get there but the Holy Spirit because he's alive and is still speaking when you seek him in the morning It could set the tone for your day You can be breaking your head and in the morning you say, Lord, give me divine wisdom. I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for giving me the mind of Christ. You have an interview that day. Be specific with your prayer. Don't say, oh, God, bless me today. Say, God, when I go into that interview in the morning, right, can I I teach, right? When I go into that interview, Lord, I pray that when they see me, you place a special highlight on my life. You give me divine favor that when I go into that room, people are going to say, who is that person? Where did they come from? That's how you pray. When you go in, but when, this is in the morning, setting up your day before you go and have conversation, Lord. When I have conversation, may Your angels go before me and they protect me and they encamp me and they speak and they place special favor on my life. That's how you pray, Father. For that, for that coworker that's influenced demonically, place a hedge around my life. And whenever they come to want to harass and bother me, may the fire of God consume them. Yadda, yadda, yadda. And instead of bothering me, they're going to come up to you and say, you know what? I was thinking, I was looking at your Instagram. What's the church that you go to? I prophesy over 10 people. That that will be your testimony, that the one that used to bother you, harass you, will be the one that God will use to bless you. (laughs) See, that's how you pray. Yeah, like this is my desk right here, Lord. In Jesus' name. (laughs) The time of prayer. Let's go to the scripture. Let's go to the next scripture. Let's go to the next scripture. There's something special about... Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Early, early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water Early will I seek you When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'ma do is give worship unto my God When I wake up in the morning, I'ma reflect on His goodness When I wake up in the morning, I'ma set the tone of my day by commanding my day Because life and death is in the power of the tongue So I'm gonna speak victory for that day Doesn't matter what I went through the day before I will decree victory over my life I will decree prosperity over my life I would decree that, God, you will make a way because you are with me and you are for me. In the morning. Now watch this. There's something special also about praying at night. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them now this is not by information this is by divine revelation can I give you all a secret or a mystery in the spirit world Y'all didn't convince me that was super weak can I can I the most spiritual activity happens between midnight and 4 to 5 a.m that's not by information you, you didn't learn that in Sunday school that's by divine revelation why is that because those are the hours that all the believers are sleeping so the devil and his regime knows that believers are not up praying so that's when they're plotting when this person wakes up this is how i will attack them this is how i'm going to try to discourage them this is how i'm going to try to deceive them i hope i'm helping somebody in this place that's why in the nighttime you have dreams you have visions you wake up saying what was that because the most spiritual activity is happening during those night hours now it can happen in the demonic kingdom but it also happens in the heavenly realm because when you're sleeping also the lord can because see when you're awake you're you're too logical you think too much so the lord can be speaking to you But you would say, Lord, that's not you, that's my flesh, that's my mind. But when you're sleeping, you can't fight God. (laughs) So he will get your attention one way or the other. He's gonna wait when you're asleep and he's gonna give you a dream and you wake up saying, God, what was that? He's speaking to you. Let's go to the scripture because I need to qualify that. Some of y'all know I already lost you. I need to qualify that. One of those days, Jesus went out to the mountainside location to pray and spent the night praying to God there's something special about that morning time setting the day and there's something special about the nighttime before I go to sleep let me have a little prayer time and connect with God Lord if, if there's something you want to reveal to me reveal it to me in my dreams Lord if there's something you want to show me speak to me in my dreams Lord if there's anything that wants to that wants to torment me at night some of y'all have had those attacks where you can't breathe and, and, and you can't breathe at night and all of a sudden you're trying to uh, And it's as, as if you can't speak because the enemy wants to silence your prayer your, but as soon as in the name of Jesus spiritual activity is happening at night during the day You thought prayer was, now, our Father, who I have, hallowed be thy name, amen. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. That was it. Now, baby, this is deeper. This thing is deeper. Prayer can change everything about your life. There was a boy who asked his father, he said, Dad, what is the size of God? And the father said, look up. Look up in the sky. He said, you see that plane? the boy's like, "Uh, yeah, I see it, I see it. He says, what is the size of it? He says, looks really small. It's so high, it's so small. And then the father, later, they went on to an airport. And he tells his, his boy, what's the size of the plane? And he said, dad, it's huge, it's humongous. What's the difference? He said, the size of God is dependent on how close or far you are from him. So the closer you are to him, The greater and the greater and the larger he will become in your life. Is there anybody in this place that says, I want to experience the greatness of God? Is there anybody that will lift their hands and declare, I want to see how big, how great my God is? You will see it the closer you are to him. Some of you, your God is small. He can't do anything. Your God, weak, can't do anything. My God, there's nothing He cannot do. That's the God I serve. Is there anybody that serves that kind of God? Hallelujah. Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.